Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. As always, guys, I'm your host, Hirsch, and with me are my two great co-hosts, the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good, Gator Nation? And CJ, the man, McCann. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, guys. We got a lot to talk about this week, man. Visits past, visits future. And uh, CJ, a little bit in the show, going to talk about how the Gators came back from the brink to get to the supers, and he's going to talk a little bit about the matchup with South Carolina as the Gators try to punch their ticket to Omaha. Big challenge ahead for the Gators. But first, guys, as always, make sure you go out there and download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you watch this, you're, you're catching us on YouTube and you haven't already, man, go ahead, subscribe to the channel, drop a like on the video, and hit the notification bell so you get a notification every time we upload new content. And if you weren't already aware, guys, we're doing a giveaway this month for each person that likes, subscribes to the channel, and leaves a comment on the videos. You will be entered to win the Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt by our friends at Alma Mater. You can check out our social medias. We have them. We have it there where we're showing it off. Or you can go to the website, Alma Mater, you know, and check it out there. Our good friends at Alma Mater. Um so, guys, make sure you got to do all three now. You got to be subscribed to the channel. You got to like the video and you got to drop a comment below. So, you could drop a comment, say, Hey, man, I just want this free shirt. Or you could say, Hey, where's our commits? 
Because I know a lot of y'all are like, hey, man, where's our commits? And that's what we're going to talk about first, guys. We're here to be the voice of reason, Gator Nation. There's a lot of panic in the air. Hey, man, all these kids visited great super visit weekend and no commitments. We get it. We get it. We told y'all to be patient. Told y'all we didn't expect a lot of action out of that last weekend immediately. Um, A lot of people expected at least one commitment. I'm not going to say that I'm not a little surprised we didn't get one, but given the intel that we've heard and the things that people have said coming out of the visit weekend, it certainly sounds very, very promising. Um, Obviously, the biggest guy that was maybe rumored before the weekend to commit was Christopher Jones. From all accounts, Christopher Jones had a fantastic weekend, brought his whole family down from Virginia. He was like 10 to 12 people deep. Um, He wants to take a visit to UGA. I understand that's a concern, man. I mean, hey, UGA gets who they want usually. But, um, I mean, they just lost out on Sammy Brown, though. I mean, UGA is not above uh, losing kids either. So, the kid's going to take his visit. He's going to see what Georgia has to say to him. But the Gators have primed themselves in a very good position. CJ, are you panicking that Chris Jones hasn't committed already? No. I'm not, I'm not panicking about anything. You won't see me panic until uh, maybe December if I'm going to panic. CJ uh, doesn't so much, panic when we're down I, in the ninth inning. Not, I, don't, I don't. I've seen this come back too many times. We had uh, last year uh, 51% of our kids that official visited, committed to us, came here. Uh, that's a great number when you, you have as many official visits as we got last year. Um, we had a lot of the kids that official visited in June did not commit on their visit, but they committed later. It, it's, it is what it is. We've got so much money now flying around, guys talking NIL deals, um, you know, and, and I understand you're going to pull up your pitchfork and say, well, what about Clemson? Clemson shut it down on their official visits. Clemson hasn't <laughs> sucked for 10 years. We've sucked for 10 years. Off and on for the most part. I mean, guys, it it is what it is. They've got a little more stroke than us at the moment. And I know those those national titles we won 15 years ago should uh, make it where we should get anybody, right? These kids were maybe two at the time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, we're, we're about to come up on a crop of kids who were not alive very soon uh, the way we're going. So that stuff really doesn't mean as much to them, but they know Clemson. Same thing, they know Georgia, they know LSU. It's hard. We're not where we were. That's that's what we're trying to fix at the moment. So I'm not freaking out about Chris Jones. I know Georgia brought in a dynamite legendary linebacker class last year um, through recruiting. We did not. We brought in one kid. Um, and I think that that had a lot to do, too, with Sammy Brown not going to Georgia because – there's really not a lot of space for him on the depth chart. Now, Sammy Brown's the kind of kid that wants to play right now, and I think Chris Jones is going to see that as well. Uh, I think that he probably would like to come here, in my mind, because he knows there's a good chance he's going to get to play and get to play early. Because, you know, we've got Tejada Mitchell. Uh, he's going to be gone next year. You know, you, you've got some guys that are older that are that are hanging around. And I think that Chris Jones is going to know that this is a place where he can come and he can make an immediate impact and get rotated in. And I don't think you're going to be able to do that at Georgia unless you really, really, really impress. And even at that point, these guys that are in there now are going to have a year head start on you. So I wouldn't freak out about it. Again, we've got two linebackers in the chamber right now. 
two guys that are locked down, Darius Hayes that he's locked in, Miles Graham, he ain't going anywhere barring some catastrophe. So I, I wouldn't worry with Chris Jones. I think he's going to end up being a Gator. Um, he might go to Georgia. He might love it. Might change his mind. I can't blame him if that's what he does. I completely understand that. It's Georgia. But I, I don't foresee that happening right now. Wes, you feel the same? Yeah, I'm, I'm with CJ on this. Uh, a lot of times uh, with – and CJ brought up a good point about us – the prior to us back in 2006, eight, maybe 10, if you want to go uh, into the must-have years where he recruited some good classes as well. But what Clemson does is what we kind of have to do uh, to survive is they stagger a lot. Uh, so you have to stagger positions and then you go hard in on them, kind of to what CJ was alluding to with uh, us taking one linebacker last year. So you get three, and you get the, the highlight. We didn't get the, the guys we wanted last year. I think one guy, I forgot his name, uh, went to South Carolina. The other two or three went to Georgia. Pup Howard. Yeah, Howard Pup. Yeah, he went to South Carolina, and then the other three, uh, Carter and some other guys, went to, to Georgia last year. So this is the class that you hit it hard on. Until you can get up to that elite level where, okay, Florida's a, a national championship contender or SEC championship contender, year in, year out, where you can recruit those type of guys, you have to kind of stagger and say, okay, well, we take one good linebacker this year. We didn't get – we tried to get these guys, but now we got to go all in and, and supplement what we lost the year prior. So um, I'm no problem, no issues with it. It's the same, I feel, as the other position, but some other positions that I guess we'll get into later that we need to really hit on um, because I don't see the staggering there. But uh, um, with Chris Jones, uh, he's rumored to come back on Friday Night Lights, and this may be another thing with uh, – Billy setting up like he did last year. Uh, CJ alluded to the, the 50% uh, hit rate that we had last year in the recruiting June. Uh, I'm looking not at the beginning, guys, but uh, Friday Night has always been the, the the key mark for me based on what we did last year and how Billy loves to set things up. And I'm looking through the visit through the entire summer and, and what uh, ultimately becomes of that Friday Night Lights and who commits there. Do we get four or five? Uh, commits Friday Night Lights or prior to uh, as far as the month of June. So I'm looking there and seeing what uh, culminates there because Billy always has a plan. We we always talk about how methodical he is and the things he does. And I know we're impatient. I want Chris Jones. I'm I'm not saying that I don't want Chris Jones to go ahead and commit. I'd rather have the bird in hand than him going to Georgia and seeing, uh, hey, what Kirby can do because of what Kirby is. We can we can hate Kirby. We can say whatever we want to say about Kirby. The, the guy recruits well, especially on the defensive side of the football. Uh, especially linebackers who wouldn't want to go play for uh, for Kirby Smart. So uh, I, I do kind of have some uh, trepidation about him going to Georgia. But at the end of the day, uh, if he's coming back Friday night, Friday night lights, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I really wanted to touch on this. We said it. I said it last episode. I made a plea to Gator Nation. Wait till the end of June to formulate a conclusion. And even then, it's it's. You know, I hate to, I'm not that guy that says, it's only June, guys. Don't panic. What I'm actually saying is, wait to the end of the month and see what the cumulative result of these visits plus Friday Night Lights is. And then we can start to formulate a real conclusion about the direction this class is headed. Now, obviously, we're off to a dynamite start. I mean, you can't argue that. It's the class is, is the eight kids we have are phenomenal. We've talked about it time and time again. This is not going to be probably a large class. So you've got to 
be a little more picky. You have to be selective. You have to get the right 20 to 22 kids. I mean, and obviously we know a kid like Jeremiah Smith that visited this weekend is a plus one. If you're sitting at your full allotment on National Signing Day and Jeremiah Smith calls and says, Coach, I want in, somebody's probably going to get bounced. I don't know who it's going to be or how it's going to get done, but Jeremiah Smith will have a scholarship waiting on him. It don't matter what the numbers look like. But some of these other guys we talked about, we talked about, you know, in our pot of the people, who's a guy that might be out of the class. And I said Josiah Davis could be a kid that's out of the class if numbers were tight and maybe he doesn't show the advancement during the season that they're expecting out of him. And these are just things that when you are tight on scholarships, you have the, the staff has to play out in their mind. Look, yeah, we want to f- get a full class, but we also want to get high caliber kids. We want to keep that average rating high at 94, 95, you know, where it's already at. You, you, and you can't do that just by the first kids that knock on your door and say, coach, I want in. And you're like, yeah, sure. Why not? You're, you're, you know, that's must champ recruit. I mean, not must champ. That's Mullen recruiting right there. Oh, you want in? Cool. You look like a guy that could, that, that could maybe run my off in my offense. Sure. Whatever. Um, I want to hit on some other kids that visited, and we're not going to go down the whole list of kids that visited. We're just going to hit on a select few. Obviously, DJ was here and had a great time. Jeremiah Smith was connected at the hit with DJ most of the weekend. By all accounts, he had a great time. This is not a kid you're going to hear. It's a long process with this right here, guys. So just, just put it. I would put Jeremiah Smith to the back of your head right now. In December. And just wait it out. And if it happens, you go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> That's, That's right. the best way I can tell you to go about it. Um, some other kids we want to hit on. Uh, defensive tackle, obviously, has been a hot topic on this show since the creation of the show. <laughs> um, DeAndre Robinson out of Orlando visited this weekend. By all accounts, had a fantastic visit. Uh, most people would say right now the Gators are probably the favorite to land the young man, but he's going to take some more visits. And this is the nature of the beast now, guys. NIL is a factor. Kids want to go around. They want to hear the pitches that other teams make to them and, and hear what they what another team might value them at. It's just going to be the nature of the beast in a lot of these kids. And like CJ alluded to, we're not the big dog on the block that can say, hey, here's what we got to offer. Shut it down today, and we, we'll, we'll, we'll shake hands on it. I mean, some kids you can't. You can, I mean, but some kids you just can't right now. This kid wants to take his visits, and it's a lean year at defensive tackle. We've talked oh, about this before. Great, so, great point. When, 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 you're, when you're lean at a position, your price goes up. Your demands can go up. You're <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> supply and demand not being good. Um, Ethan Callaway, offensive tackle out of North Carolina, visited. By all accounts, had a great time. I mean, just raved about his visit. Um, this will be a kid that we're in it to the end with. I know uh, Penn State's in it for him. I, I think he's going to take a trip to Georgia possibly. I, this is another kid, man, but I can't say this enough. If you want to get back to being a big dog, you got to recruit against big dogs. You just can't go recruit against the Kentuckys and, you know, Missouris and the mid-range school. You've got to recruit against Georgia, Bama. You know, those guys to be able to get the top recruits in the country. So you're just going to have to 
deal with the fact that they're going to take some of these visits. Um, one kid I did want to talk about in depth. Uh, we talked a little about him. I know Wes is real big on this young man, so I'm going to talk about him a little and then let throw it to Wes. By all accounts, Alabama Edge Jordan Ross had a fantastic visit. Um, something that was said about Ross before his visit, his mother is a school teacher, and education is going to play a big, big impact in his recruitment. Um, his mom tweeted out a lot of stuff after his visit said she had a fantastic time and was blown away by all the stuff the staff showed her about the academics at Florida, as you would expect. But this is a kid we're going against pretty much Georgia and Tennessee for. But now, as it stands today, it looks like the Gators are square in the mix for the edge out of Alabama. Jordan Ross, he was hosted by by fellow Alabama guy, uh, Kelby Collins. Shamar James was in town to spend a little time with him Friday before he had to go to an NIL event that he was going to. So this is a recruitment where the Gators, you know, we weren't necessarily up at the top, but really blew it out of the park here and, and really put themselves into this recruitment. Wes, I know you really want this kid. Yeah. uh, It it helps uh, just like the Texas connections that we're trying to establish now. It helps that you already have Shamar James, on uh, as a recruit for for two going on year two for him, and then Kevin Collins just coming in from the state of Alabama. And these are not just regular uh, social guys; these are elite guys uh, that Alabama wanted. So top fifty guy and yes, Kevin Collins is not just a, a regular guy. Shamar James is not a regular guy. So we hope we hope especially Shamar James produced this year. We're looking at Kelvin Collins and Kachubin as a true freshman this year because those guys are elite at what they do. So to have them in the ear of uh, Ross this weekend and showing them, hey, God, hey, I love it here. Like I, I left Alabama for a reason uh, to see what I could get over here, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So uh, you you have that, and then uh, what fans need to know is not all about just recruiting a kid. A lot of times, uh, as we have heard. Uh, through message boards, through Facebook, through Twitter, whatever. Uh, the parents uh, are big, big impact on where a kid goes a lot of times. Sometimes the kid doesn't go where he wants to go. Sometimes they end up at the school that's not his choice. It's the parent's choice. So hopefully uh, his mom having that uh, uh, the education background, and we know what Florida has to offer. Uh, that has been talked about uh, to an extent to almost all, to a fault of how we uh, prioritize education here. So I'm pretty sure with this staff, and uh, we saw with Jackson, who we may get into later, how they knew it was uh, uh, his parents' uh, anniversary, and they set up something letting them know happy anniversary. This, this staff digs deep into what these parents have going on as well. So I'm pretty sure education was something that they wanted to show her that, hey, this is what we can also give your son. So, uh, and, and I'm not even getting to the, the, the player. You know I wanted elite guys uh, from the from the edge, uh, uh, I like Kelly Collins, uh, Kelby Collins, excuse me. Uh, but uh, to me, Kelby may be maybe more of a strong defense end. This guy is a uh, rush to pass or maybe stand up occasionally type rush to pass and bulk position type guy. I want that guy here uh, because you know the other guys that we may be after who may be coming this weekend is like Colin Simmons. Those guys may be way maybe out of reach. Looking at their their their, their list, so if you can't get that top five guy Jordan Ross is no slouch so I I would love to have this guy in the class and I love what the staff has done as far as trying to get him in here 
CJ, any takes on that? Uh, no, I'm just glad he had a good time. Uh, it's so it's so early for me to tell with him. Uh, it seems like a kid that um, you have some kids you can just tell, like, this is going to go well into the season, right? Like, it Agreed. doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Ross is going to commit during the summer unless somebody really blows him away. I, I expect him to be a kid who's like, I want to go see some games. Um, you know, I want to, you know, take these trips. I want to do these things before I make my decision. Um, you know, and, and Kelby Collins did that last year. You know, he went to the Iron Bowl and people kind of worried about that. And I feel like that's kind of what's, what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's just It's just so early with him. Um, we're, we're just really starting to dig in with Jordan Ross where we all know about it. I'm sure the staff has had this, you know, planned out for a long time. I'm sure they've been in constant conversation with him, uh, prior to us ever finding out about any of this. So, um, I think it's just too early to tell. Definitely would love to have the kid in the class. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, I feel like he's definitely got a place here. He could play as soon as he wanted to. Um, and he would match up well with, with Kelby Collins on, you know, on the end as well. And, and those guys and TJ Sershi. So um, I think that, that we stand in a good spot. We're definitely, we definitely took the official visit as a way to improve our standing. Um, you know, and that's, that's positive. That's really good uh, for a team that I don't think a lot of the, the national reporters and the beat writers really factored Florida in as much until now. So that's, that's good. That's a good, you know, step forward to where we want to be. But like I said, I feel like this is going to be a kind of kid who's going to want to make sure that he makes the right decision. And I think he's going to take a while to decide. And I could be totally wrong. Maybe he's already got it in his mind that this is where he wants to go. But I, I feel like he's going to be a kind of guy that you really are going to see wait until maybe November, December to make that decision. Keep recruiting him. And that's what this staff does well. We've talked about it over and over again. They stay on these kids. They let them know they're important. They, they stay in constant contact. Um, guys, I know there's a lot of people, like I said, that are concerned about no commitments out of this, out of this super weekend that we had. Um, I want to use this as a stat of reference. Of the 20 commitments the Florida Gators got last cycle, 10 of them took official visits in the month of June. Not one of those young men committed on their official visit. Not a single one of them. Now, it's actually 11 of 21 if you count Jaden Rashada in that mix. But, I mean, obviously we know how that ended out. But, once again, came on his visit, committed to Miami a week, you know, a week and a half later after he took a visit to Miami. Obviously, we know what played out in that situation. But none of our commitments in the month, our, our official visitors committed in the month of June last cycle. So, just walk, let it let it marinate, and like I said, let's let's review this at the end of the month and see where we stand there. I'm, you know, we're pretty much on record. We want, we expect four to five commitments by the end of the month, and I've seen people say more, which I, you know, is is putting it out there. That's really being bold, but crazier things have happened. We've seen us go on runs like we did last year, Friday Night Lights, where in a two-week span, I feel like we got five or six commitments. It was, a, you know, it was a good run. And obviously, Friday Night Lights this year is a, is a month earlier and is on June 23rd. But we're not going to sugarcoat all of this. We're going to talk about a little bit of negativity out in the air. Um, 
CJ already brought it up, Clemson getting commitments, and we're going to go ahead and throw it out there. TJ Moore, wide receiver out of Tampa, visited Clemson. A few days later, committed to Clemson. Says he's going to shut down his visits. He had already pushed his visit back to the weekend of the 16th, and now it's looking like he's probably not going to visit at all. We know how Clemson is about shutting down kids from visiting other schools. Um, Jeff Scott, you know, once again, the, is is the king of Tampa, man. Jeff Scott, I don't know how much of a hand he had in this recruitment, but I'm sure his fingerprints are on it somewhere. <laughs> but this is a whiff, guys. I mean, we're not we're not going to say this. We're not going to say it's not a whiff because it is. You wanted the kid, as of right now, outside of Jared Smith, he was probably the top wide receiver on your board. And you missed. So now you have to pivot. And the wide receiver board isn't exactly outside of Jeremiah Smith and maybe uh, Josiah Trader, who, you know, let's face facts, Josiah Trader is not coming to Florida. You know, it's not a real good-looking wide receiver board at this point. Uh, you got Coleman out of Alabama, but I mean, you know, you're pulling a top 50 wide receiver out of Alabama when Alabama wants him is going to be a a tough road to hoe. I mean, you're just, you've got a lot of eggs in the Jeremiah Smith basket. So you're going to have to pivot now and really look around the country for some wide receivers that fit what you want. The word is the staff would like two guys, you know, two speedsters and two big, two bigger body wide receivers. You know, and Moore was right in that six three range where they're looking for. Now they don't want the Dan Mullen six five, you know, two hundred and thirty pound guys. <laughs> the tight ends. Yeah, they don't want the yeah, they don't want the the four seven guys on the outside. They want big guys that can run. So CJ, are are you are you a little panicked about the wide receiver board given that we have DJ Lagway as the quarterback in this class? No, no. Um, again, it's one of those things where I hate to be like this, but man, kids in Tampa just don't like us. It's it's been a tough road to hoe since Urban Meyer left trying to get kids out of Tampa. They just don't want to come here for whatever reason, and I, I really don't have a good answer for that. I, I don't understand it. Alabama's dug their foot in in Tampa. Uh, Georgia's starting to get there. Uh, Clemson has, you know, all the guys they've dug out of there, you know, guys that they beat us for. Jeff Scott being back definitely probably played a factor. Um, and, you know, youth pastor Dabo is is definitely going to be down there trying to do what he's going to do. Um, but <laughs> it, it sucks. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, no, you know, it's not, not a big deal, you know. But what do you do? You lost on him. You still have a board. There's still a whole bunch of kids. This staff is not afraid to try to flip somebody that's already committed. They've shown that. We watched that last year. You know, there was a lot of pushing for kids that were already committed. So there might be kids that are committed that we don't even know about right now that are like, okay, we're going to go talk to him now. And you can definitely do that. Um, uh, you know, and I know he's not in the same mold. He's not a big kid. But uh, Jare Hawkins seems like a guy that we might be able to get soon. And he'll go along with what Isaiah Williams is, you know, two really fast guys. DeRay runs like a 4-2-40, which is nuts. But he's 5-9, so I get it. I totally understand it. Um, you want a taller wide receiver. And the staff is recruiting the hell out of Jeremiah Smith. And we've covered that at nauseum. Um, so now you've got to kind of pivot. You've got to figure out what you want to do. There are names out there. There are guys out there. We're going to see that develop. I wouldn't be shocked if you all of a sudden see two, three, four 
wide receivers in the next two weekends that we're having these visits wouldn't shock me if those guys all of a sudden started showing up and you're like, Whoa, where did this guy come from? You know, because it seems like we've, we've done that pretty well. There's always been a time where we miss on a kid and somebody else shows up that we weren't even considering because he might be committed somewhere else, just wasn't on the radar for anybody, didn't expect him to want to come to Florida. Um, but they, they definitely can, can do that. Um, it's just, it's just a tough, tough thing to deal with. It sucks. You wanted him. Uh, you missed on him. It's a miss. That's okay. Just, you know, don't don't freak out. Don't go on Twitter and say that you want everyone fired and this is terrible and closers close and Billy's not closing. Billy G's back. <laughs> Billy, Billy Gonzalez is back, so we're not going to get any wide receivers anymore. Or the guy I got into it. I don't know if you guys saw it. We, we, we deemed DJ Lagway as this all – purpose recruiter but he hasn't got a receiver recruiter yet did y'all see that did y'all see uh, me? i've heard plenty of people say it. I, yeah. I hate to be that guy but guys we got three wide receivers that are going to play this year that we just got in the class last year and i'm sure that's got a lot to do with it i understand you stack talent you stack talent i get that i i totally understand that but you know that definitely is going to play on a kid when he's kind of trying to come here, he's not going to just ignore it. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter to him. Um, but no, just, just calm down, take your L move on, get trolled, have thick skin. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's the thing. That's the main problem with everybody in this fan base is they're so scared that Miami with their bevy of three stars is going to say something mean to them on Twitter. And I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit what Miami says. <laughs> Like, I don't care. Y'all, we don't, we don't stop worried about that crap. That's why y'all get so hopped up. Y'all ain't recruiting these kids. You ain't on the trail. Y'all out here taking it harder than the coaches because, because, uh, Kane fan three, five, two, five said something mean to me on Twitter. I gotta, I gotta pull out the pitchforks and how dare, how dare this, this coaching staff make me take an L to a person I've never met before in my life and won't just. Just stop. You don't do anything but make yourself look like an idiot. Yeah. Wes, you got any uh, anything yeah. to add to that? Yeah, I keep it short and sweet. Uh, you guys alluded to some of the guys. I think we're still trying to recruit also Miami commit Chance Robinson. He's some guy. Not not Good saying I'm going to get him, but uh, he's one guy that's still in the fold. So there's some still guys. There's still some guys. And just like us and Jeremiah Smith, uh, he may be looking at seeing what Miami does on the field as far as passing, attacking, all that stuff as well. He, there's no guarantee that he's going to go there. And uh, just to, just, I, I told you guys this indirectly to me, uh, since we're talking about TJ Moore, and to me, Hirsch already alluded to it, and like I said, I keep it short. It is a whiff, and the reason is because he was the number two receiver on your board behind Jeremiah Smith. He's probably the number two receiver to me, in my opinion, Everybody has their own opinion, and these sites have their opinions as well in the state of Florida. Uh, we alluded to the Tampa connection and, and Jeff Scott. Uh, that's the reason why we tried to get him on the staff because he recruits the hell out of there. There's a lot of talent in Tampa that we need to tap back into that we are letting guys get out of. Clemson has stolen a lot in the past, and now that Jeff Scott's back, I feel like he's going to do it again. But uh, – this year to me, and and, and like uh, Hirsch was saying, we have to go all in on – we already were going all in on Jeremiah Smith, but trying to get him in this class is more imperative. And to me, that uh, uh, Eugene Wilson and uh, Andy Jean, uh, 
were factor and Mertz indirectly. Those three guys were factored uh, indirectly in our pursuit of uh, Jeremiah Smith. What he sees our receivers do and and the past game with Mertz will impact on whether we can get him in this class or not. Yeah, guys, just just some other names to add to that that you should probably keep an eye on in addition to obviously Chance Robinson and CJ brought up uh, Jury Hawkins, and we're going to talk about him in a second. But um, Jameer Grimsley is a name to keep an eye out on. Terrell Anderson is a 6'3 wide receiver out of uh, North Carolina. Keep an eye on him. And even though I don't know what our odds really are with him, I know uh, they've been in contact also with J.J. Harrell, who was – committed previously to Tennessee, but is not committed now. And um, Terry Bussey as well. He's an athlete out of Texas. I know DJ is, has – I think DJ's played a little seven-on-seven seven with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's been in contact with him. I Like I said, I know that A&M is generally considered a favorite for that young man, but these are all names just I want you to just keep an ear ear out for that you probably will hear in the next – weeks to months as guys that we go after as we have to expand this wide receiver board. Um, Guys, before we get into this weekend's visitors, we also want to take a moment to talk about the Austin Simmons situation. Obviously, a lot of y'all know Austin Simmons took a visit to Ole Miss this weekend, and there was a lot of rumors in the Twittersphere and message board, you know, all that, that Austin Simmons was gone. He was going to go to Ole Miss, he visited, and he was going to enroll. Well, as of today, Austin Simmons and his uh, his family are in Gainesville, and word on the streets are things seem to be trending back towards Florida. So, And you may even get an announcement sometime soon about what his enrollment plans are. Now, that is take that with a grain of salt because we've been talking about this for weeks now. So we don't exactly, you know, we don't have a date on that other than what was the hard date for that CJ? Uh, this, July this, wasn't. It was July the, the 31st 30, or 21st. The, no, no, it was July. It was earlier than that. It's like oh, okay. uh, to get into the program. Um, I believe you have to be in by July the 3rd through the 5th to get ah, into yes. some, the summer B program. And the summer B program to me seems like the latest. He could get he could come here in August, but I I don't think that they would want that. They would definitely if he's going to do it, he needs. They to want him in the workouts. You got you've got to get here and work out because if if you enroll in August, you are just taking a red shirt. You're just hanging. I mean, there's really no chance for you to see the field or really get any play time because you're so far behind with the playbook. As good as he is. You you still got to understand a game plan and a playbook, um, so you you have to have some time to work with that. So uh, I would think if he's not enrolled in the summer B program by July, then it's probably not going to happen. Um, but that's that's the date that the university has for that program. Guys, I also want to caution you. There's a lot of rumors as to why this is out there. Um, we ran out I'll of money. Oh, huh? We ran out of money. Yeah, we, yeah, and and there's rumors about his family and things like that. Look, keep keep that off social media, guys. I I, I can't urge you enough. Mm. And don't attack the kid. This is out of the kid's stratosphere. The kid just wants to play ball. He doesn't yeah. care about all these shenanigans. Um, by all no, accounts, Austin is a great so, young man. Yeah, don't don't fool with with his parents or the kid or the yeah. coaches just, or just any play, of that. You, you just look like idiots if you do stuff like that, guys. 
All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about this week's official visit list. Not as not as good as last weekend's and not I wouldn't say as good as the weekend coming up on the 16th, but, you know, a, a pretty solid list of visitors. And we're going to talk about a few of them. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time deep diving these guys like we did last week, because um, some of these kids, A, I don't think are going to be Gators. And some of these kids I also think are option B or C, uh, some of them. Obviously, the headliner of the visit list is not option B. He's Miles Graham, Gator commit. Um, the first kid to commit to this class, everything, you know, we've, we've said everything that you can say about Miles Graham. Um, even if some websites don't think he's a five-star, he is, I don't care. (laughs) Um, I saw, I saw a post today about a guy that said he had played against or his had coached against Miles Graham and said as a freshman, he was the best player you'd ever seen on the field. Just crazy stuff that you hear about kids like that. Um, Great to have Miles. It's always great to have Miles back on campus. I'm sure he's going to be doing a little recruiting of his own. Next guy we're going to talk about, Jerry Hawkins, like we said. Um, wide receiver out of IMG. Uh, Jerry came out this last weekend and said he was going to be committing on June the 26th. Obviously, that is the Monday after Friday Night Lights. Interesting. Um, yep. So he'll be on his visit this weekend. He was at Miami last weekend. And I believe next weekend he's at Penn State, either next weekend or the weekend after he's at Penn State. Um, there's a lot of people that think Penn State might might be the leader in his recruitment right now. There's a lot of people thinking that. Um, so the Gators obviously get a big chance this weekend to make a huge impression and tell this kid, hey, we want you. We want you to be, you know, we want you as a slot man. Uh, f- five, nine kid, maybe. <laughs> Super. Yeah, on a, on a high, you know, with the high cleats in and everything like that, 5'9", um, fast kid, super fast kid. So, obviously, we just talked about that in the wide receiver board, so the staff really is probably going to put a lot of uh, focus on Jerry Hawkins and trying to uh, get that one done before the 26th. So, uh, next guy we want to talk about, his teammate was in town last weekend. We didn't talk about L.J. McRae's visit, but by all accounts, L.J. McRae had a great visit. And the and the Gators are are right there near the top, if not the lead team for him. But his teammate at Mainland will be in town this weekend, Zay Mincy. Zay Mincy is a kid that some people call him a corner, some people call him a safety. Um, he's one of these guys that the staff likes with that flexibility. I just want to call him a Florida Gator. So. That's a, and that's all <laughs> it's all about. Look, Corey Raymond wants this kid on his squad. He must be, he must be worth, he, you know, he must be worth it. And like I said, this is a kid that has flexibility in the secondary. He's, he's a big bodied kid. Um, I doubt he, he may play corner at Florida. Maybe more, maybe Corey Raymond sees that, but you're not going to really know until he gets on, on campus, hopefully knock on wood. And um, Corey Raymond gets him into practice and says, here's where we think you're going to be best at. This is one I know Wes wants to talk about. Tight end Walter Matthews out of Georgia visited USC last weekend. By all accounts, this is a Florida Trojan battle. He he really had a good visit out there. The, the USC fresh off of uh, signing Deuce Robinson, obviously last class, who was the number one tight end in the country. Um, the Gators have a lot to sell to Walter Matthews here. Not only 
location because obviously he's from Georgia. You know, I don't know if he, if di- I've heard distance is and isn't a factor. It just depends on who's reporting that day. But UF has a doesn't have a great tight end uh, tight end room to sit there and say, man, you're going to be in a log jam here. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, I, say what you need to say about Walter Matthews. I know you're I know you're wanting this one done. Yeah, I'm exhausted uh, with this one. Um, this is one that needs to be the type that you shut down. I know we we talked about the the type of uh, environment, the type of uh, uh, what, what's the word, the type of corporation we have, so to speak, as far as uh, building a, a franchise. And right now, we're not in. We can't do that with every kid, but he's the type of kid that we've all floated leading for Matthews for months and for weeks. However you want to look at it, if you just started following, that's a kid that we got to lock up. Uh, to me, him and uh, uh, Matthew Key, most important recruits this weekend, or him, him and Mitzi. I need uh, some head, uh, some some headway on both of those, uh, and if and hopefully they'll be back. If I hear that they'll be back for Friday Night Lights or whatever could miss this weekend, especially Matthews, I'll be okay because uh, to me, him and Xavier Mitzi. Those two recruits are two uh, to me some ones that we have to go ahead and just get it over with. Well, snapped. You know he means yeah. business, man. That guy ain't playing around. Yeah, I'm trying to get that top five class average. Um, another tight end that's visiting this weekend is Eric Carner. He's up out of Illinois. Uh, this is a kid that Iowa wants as their tight end, and if we know anything about Iowa, they put some tight ends out there. CJ, is this a weekend where uh, we learn what Russ Callaway brings to the table? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope we find out. I mean, uh, definitely Matthews is a kid that you want, and you you could do a lot with a kid of his size. He's um, he would be a really big asset to us. You know, the room is wide open. He could definitely come in and take control uh, early. You know, at least lock up the number two spot behind Boardingham for next year, um, and that's important because a oh, tight end is an important position to a young quarterback. So if we move with whether it be Austin Simmons or we move with Lagway, having a good tight end there is like a safety blanket is is going to be important because that kind of guy can take a lot of the heat and a lot of the pressure off of a young quarterback. And right now we don't have that option. Now, Arliss Wardingham could be. We haven't seen him play enough. We, we don't know. I know that on paper and by all accounts I've heard, he could damn sure be that guy um, because he is that good of a player. But, I, I, you know, you, you, want to, you want to keep bringing in some more tight ends because we really haven't had a really dynamic weapon at tight end since Kyle Pitts left which is a shame because it's, you have a kid like that that you, you feel like you should have been able to take advantage of it and uh, add someone else that's, you know, like that because, you know, you got you got him drafted in the first round, which is unheard of for tight ends. It doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this is a week where Callaway really needs to, to you know, dig in and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these kids, at least one of them, and and make some headway in that tight end room and give us a make us feel a little better about ourselves. And like Wes said, if the guy's going to come back for Friday Night Lights, that's a good sign to me. Even if he doesn't commit, because to to me, if we're talking Friday Night Lights, we saw a lot of kids commit after Friday Night Lights last year. 
with it where it was like it felt like two weeks where every other day you've got to commit off of it. So if you get kids in there for that, they say, okay, I'm going to do my official visit. Then I'm going to come back later this month. They're pretty well bought in, and that seems like to me it's a really good sign. We'll see how it goes. Um, he's definitely close close to home. Uh, it's not a not a really far away, you know, drive from what is, where is where is he Hiram? Is it is yeah. it Hiram? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's not like too far away from Gainesville. That's pretty good for him uh, if he does want to do that, as opposed to South <laughs> Southern California, um, you know, which is a draw. You know, playing for USC is it's very tempting uh, to kids because you know you look at that team out there; they've just got a swagger an aura about them and you see kids like them go out there and play there. And and I don't, I don't blame them. You know, you've seen that with all these kids, but you know, we, we fought off USC for DJ Lagway. I feel like we could definitely do that again for another kid. Um, You know, especially if you've got DJ telling him, Hey man, this is why I didn't pick USC. Um, So that's definitely a positive for us. I, I think, I think we could definitely get some good news out of it. And I hope we do coming out of this weekend for, for Mr. Matthews. For sure. Um, we also have a slew of offensive tackles coming in. Uh, apparently, this was offensive tackle week. Uh, headlined by <laughs> by Michael Weenie out of Texas. Big time offensive tackle out of Texas. 6'7 kid, 320. Um, he's, he's ranked around 136 in the composite. This is a kid that Florida's been on for a minute now. They've been really trying to get him to come for a visit. He is. Um, a lot of people think it's a Texas – Texas A&M kind of battle, but the Gators are, are, are making a push here. Um, and we need offensive tackles. If there's one thing we can sell, it's not a, a log jam depth chart at offensive tackle outside of, you know, transfers. Um, also coming in, Mike Williams, offensive tackle out of Maryland, 6'6", 325. And uh, Marcus uh, Mascal is coming in out of Snellville, Georgia, 6'4". 292 enlisted us this weekend in his top three. So this is a kid, obviously, very, very interested in the Gator. Only comes in at 675 on the composite. But once again, one of these big offensive tackles that the, the staff likes. I believe LSU's after the kid as well. So, I mean. Yeah, he visited there last week. Um, I think after he's done with us, I think the next weekend he goes to North Carolina State. Yes, it's, it's us, LSU, other. and NC State. Absolutely, yeah. But he was so this LSU is, this past weekend. Yeah, so this is a kid that's, you know, he may not be high ranked, but it, he's got good teams after him, and that sometimes, you know, it, it's hard. Camp that probably doesn't camp a lot and all that. Or it, like we've said many times, it's just very hard to gauge offensive linemen in high school. Now, I mean, obviously, if it, if you're just one of these most just unbelievably dominant kids, not so much. But some of these kids, you know, you're coming into being six, 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 seven. Maybe you're not as coordinated as you know as as some other guys, but you're getting there. You're just you're raw. You need that coaching, and and I know people don't want to hear about the John Hevesy projects. I get it. I understand that. We do need to land some elite offensive tackles. I am not disagreeing with anybody that says Hirsch. I don't need these ham and eggers. I, I'm with you. I don't mind taking one, maybe two. You know, but I'm with you. We need we need to land one of these elite offensive tackles, whether it be um, Ethan Callaway that visited this last weekend, Michael Weenie visiting this weekend, uh, Fletcher Westfall 
I believe is visiting next weekend. Yeah, I mean, you're eventually you're going to have to get one of these guys that's a top rated tackle because I mean, history shows those guys get it done. Um, Justin Denson would be visiting a DB out of Rhode Island. Uh, another guy that coach Raymond's really high on. I'm not sure he's one of the higher guys on the board, but definitely a guy, if we were to miss on someone else could be a guy that, that could fall into this class. Um, and another guy that's visiting is, is Jalen Harvey, who's an edge rusher out of Maryland. Currently he's ranked 344 in the composite 6'2, 235, you know, right in that standard size for like outside edge rushers. Um, really haven't heard much about that young man and where we stand for him. But once again, man, get him on campus see how it works, see what, you know, see what the kid thinks. And if maybe you miss on one of your higher targets at edge, like a Jordan Ross, this is a guy maybe you have to double back to. You have to have options, guys. You can't, you know, everybody can't beat. You can't just bring in all your first options because then you miss and you don't have anything, you know. <laughs> so yep. that's why you see some of these guys coming is they're, they're guys that, hey, if, if we miss on A, we got to have B ready to go and have a good relationship with him or else we're going to be left holding the bag. And then we're taking the two-star, the three-star just to round it out. And this staff doesn't play that game. They're very organized. They, they they talk to all of these kids each and every week. So, once again, I'm cautioning, though. I'm not expecting any commitments out of this weekend's visits. Uh, maybe Zay Mincy comes on campus and gets caught up and says, hey, coach, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Maybe Walter Matthews steps on campus and goes, you know what, man? I like to USC, but this is where I want to be. It's time to end it. Anything can happen when you get these kids on campus. It, it absolutely anything can happen. All I'm saying is I don't expect it to happen this weekend. So temper your expectations. Like I said, let's regroup at the end of June. We'll do a show at the end of June after Friday Night Lights and everything else, and we'll say, all right, guys, did we hit, miss, or break even on expectations? You know what I mean? And then we'll have a great idea where this class is headed. Guys, you got anything you want to add before we uh, we let CJ tell us about this baseball team? No, I, no, I think I think you think everything's been covered. Just be patient. You know that's yep. that's the key today. The word of the day: patience. <laughs> Just a little patience, baby. Axel that's Rose is need. whistling somewhere. That's I all hear. We it. Need. <laughs> yeah. All right, CJ, man. Um, I guess you still have baseball to talk about. I was personally told that the baseball season was over after we lost Texas Tech. So I, I, I didn't realize it, we were still. I didn't realize we were still playing. I I, I can't believe it either. You know, I, I've been told the baseball season uh, was over with for a few times uh, this season that we just keep playing. I don't know. I guess nobody's telling them. Um, but no, no, we had a we had a weekend where you you end up uh, having to do it the hard way. Right, you had to play your way through the bracket. Uh, last year, we had to do it too. Um, we didn't make it out. We got beat by Oklahoma because of a, a rain delay. I think if you don't have the rain, you would have you would have gotten out last year. But this year, we do make it all the way out. We clawed our way back. We took care of business. Uh, pitching looked great. Um, they they all did their job, and that's all you can really ask for. You know, the especially when you started to get that back end with Slater and Fisher. And uh, Waldrop, 
having great uh, games to close the thing out. Brandon Ely uh, doing a great job as the closer, really helped us out, pushed us forward. Jack Caglione leads the country in home runs. Uh, again, he's at 31. Uh, <laughs> I think that they said that no player in the SEC has hit more than 30 home runs since 1999 or 1998, so that's that's really good for us. We're, he's showing out. He is a finalist for the Golden Spikes Award. Um, however, I don't expect him to win. I think it'll probably be Dylan Cruz from LSU, uh, but he is a finalist, but that's okay because Jack's got another year to play, uh, so there's a good possibility he can come back and win it next year, uh, but that's just a testament to how good he is. Uh, Kate Curlin was named to the, uh, the All-Freshman All-American team, uh, Kate Curlin's another guy that had a great uh, series. You know, the guy's sky's the limit for the freshman. He's a young kid. He's only he's just now 18. You know, you see if the senior year of high school came in and played well. Uh, he's going to have to clean up some things defensively, especially at the second base spot. But the way he's swinging the bat and the production he's giving you offensively at second base, which isn't a typical position that, that you know, has elite uh, guys at the plate, he's doing that. Um, and there are flashes of really brilliant stuff he can do at second base. He misses a few times, but again, he's a young kid. He's going to have to learn. So we get through it. We take care of business against Texas Tech. We beat them two times, you know, to to end up winning the whole thing, which was which was great. Uh, people kind of wrote us off after we lost on uh, Saturday night. Um, and you know, Florida did what they needed to do. They beat UConn on Sunday, then beat Tech again on Sunday night. Uh, they came in on Monday at lunch, took care of business again, really kind of dominant, never really in doubt, um, especially on uh, Monday. So that was good for the University of Florida baseball team. But now comes the challenge. Now you've got your super regional, and I talked about this when we got matched up. I said, you know, you're either going to see Campbell or you're going to see South Carolina. South Carolina is the team that ended up winning their regional. Is who we're matched up with. It's who we're going to have to play. So South Carolina is going to be coming to Gainesville to play us. And they're a tough school. When I don't have to remind anybody, they swept us. The first time the season ended, they swept us. Um, so that was a few months ago. Uh, and, and they really kind of floundered through the rest of the season with some injuries. Um, but when they played us, they were at full strength. They really showed you what you could do. And I would caution everyone to to really write us off again, but because last time we played, we didn't have Neely. He was suspended. And Hurston Waldrop wasn't available, or Hurston Waldrop had been told by the NCAA that the way he was pitching was wrong. So he had to change his windup because it was apparently illegal when you go into the game against South Carolina and you look really bad and everyone freaks out. That's what happened. We weren't good offensively against South Carolina. They really shut us down last time we played them. And um, that wasn't so much that we weren't getting contact on the ball. We were definitely hitting the ball against them well. It was just the ball wasn't going to open grass. Every time it would get, you know, you'd make solid contact, it'd go right to somebody. And that's just kind of what the whole series was. You just kind of catch those series. And I think that being at home is going to help us. Um, the guys are playing really good baseball all the way through the lineup now. You're getting um, production from guys that you weren't getting production from back then. Uh, you know, Dale Thomas has really come alive. 
here lately. Tyler Shellnut has done a great job lately. Wyatt Langford seems like he's getting extremely hot at the right time, playing some great baseball. Josh Rivera defensively is very shut down. Jack Caglione is crushing the baseball again. And the pitching is really picking up. Hurston Waldrop looks to be back into form for where we were, as we were saying. He's a first-round prospect, top-10 kind of guy off the board in the MLB draft. He's back to doing that. So it, it looks like we've got a great chance. Uh, these guys haven't quit yet. You're going to play on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if it's needed. Um, and then if you do that, you, you know, win two of those, and you're going to Omaha for the first time since uh, 2018, which, you know, again, I, I still always say, you know, in 2020 we would have went had it not been for COVID. COVID kind of shut us down. We had a great team that year. But the guys really – I've put them in a position to where they're playing some of their best baseball right now. Uh, we said it through the end of the season, the way they finished the season, the way they went through the SEC tournament. You lost to Vanderbilt, sure. Vanderbilt's eliminated now. So winning that that, <laughs> that stinking tournament didn't really mean as much as everybody thought it would be. You know, Vanderbilt probably was pretty worn out from playing all those games. So, I mean – the guys look good. We definitely look like we have a great chance to take care of business. Um, I would say everybody be there for the game, but uh, as far as I know right now, there's no way to get in. Um, tickets are gone. Uh, <laughs> so you might have to watch it from the gate at this point. Um, so, yeah, definitely it's going to be a rocking crowd. South Carolina is going to bring their numbers. They always do. I hate those damn guys. I hate South Carolina. I hate them. Playing, playing football against them. you got guys that are rooster crowing in your freaking ear like a bunch of idiots, grown men crowing like roosters, about as bad as grown men barking like dogs. But, um, you know, just, just a great week all the way around and shaping up to be a pretty special finish for the, uh, for the Gators this season. Or is she muted? I know Wes is really wanting us to get this series win as well. You know, Wes being out of South Carolina, he hates those guys probably more than anybody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully guys, we got, you know, we got a lot of good news to talk about next week. Like I said, the message remains, wait till the end of the month, let's stay patient. Let's, let's let this staff do their thing. They've got a better pulse on this than we do. Obviously as fans sitting here, just, you know, all we have to go on is whether or not a kid commits or not. But this staff knows what they're doing. They know what they've been told. And um, just let them work, man. Let them work. Let's get to this end of this month and see how the uh, how the hand shakes out. Guys, y'all got anything to add before we jump out? CJ? No, just, guys, uh, make sure you support our friends at Alma Mater. They've been really nice to us here lately. We've got some stuff in the works that we're going to get excited to tell you guys about later on. But right now, you still do have the, div- the giveaway going on for the month of June. I'll be reposting the video again soon if you guys didn't see that. But for right now, I'll let you know that all you have to do is like, comment, and subscribe in the month of June on one of our videos. And you'll be entered in a chance to wear the scared- win the Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt. Brand new shirt from our friends at Alma Mater. You can wear that thing uh, in Gainesville. So if you didn't win the hat last time, you can win the shirt this time. But if you do not win the shirt or you'd like a different shirt, you could use our link to go to Alma Mater and you can pick yourself up a shirt over there. They're adding stuff all the time. There's new stuff coming out. It seems like every week these guys are working on uh, with football season coming back around. I'm sure some more football stuff for football related things are going to start to get released. 
Um, you know, they do have a few things there for the golf national championship. Congratulations to the golf team winning the national championship as well. We didn't mention that, but they do have that over there now if you want to check some of that out. So, guys, uh, don't forget that Father's Day is coming up. Get your dad something nice. He's a Gator fan in your life. Uh, get him something for your pops. You know, tell your wife to pick you up something there because it's Father's Day. You know, do nice things for your family and use our link, and it helps us out and uh, really helps them out. And they're good friends of ours, and, 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 you know, like I said, they've been really good to us here lately. So you guys go return the favor, support a Gator business, uh, you know, buy some Gator gear from the Gators. Yes, sir, baby. Get them Father's Day gifts for your dads out there. All right, Wes, take us home, man. Yeah, uh, like CJ said, uh, make sure you go. And I, I don't think we posted it last week, but uh, it will be in there this week. Uh, our link to get to our monitor so that you can use our link to get what you need from them. It'll be in the YouTube link of this podcast. So uh, if you're tra- having trouble trying to get to this site, we prefer that you use our link. Uh, uh, once you see that on the YouTube comments, we know you guys are leaving comments anyway to try to get into the uh, to win the prize uh, uh, that we will have at the end of the month of June. So uh, check that link out there. And as always, uh, thank you to our servicemen and women out there that do what you guys do to make sure that we can do what we do here. Uh, we thank you all for, for your service. And those that, uh, if you're not in direct, whether it's uh, uncle, auntie, cousin, we, we appreciate you guys uh, and your family members for serving this country. I know I have a lot of service. The reason why I do is because I have a lot of service men and women on both sides of my family, from my mom's side and my father's side. So um, big, big shout out to you guys and our troops for doing what you guys do. Thank you as always. And go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Catch you next week, guys. Be good out there.